What up, what up? Yo, welcome to Man Time again. We back. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the first two episodes and continue to chime in. Subscribe, subscribe, hit that subscribe button if you don't. Listen, most importantly, yep. you know, make sure you most get important. the word. Um, so tonight, uh, you know, I'm not going, we're not going to do much talking. We got my man here, my man Boob, man. Uh, special guest. Special guest, man. Uh, you know, real live man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we, you know, he hit me, you know, hit me, <clears throat> hit me and let me know, you know, he had a story to tell, you know, he wanna, he wanna tell, you know, tell it like it is, you know what I'm saying? So this is, this is the place where, you know, things like that happen, you know? So, you know, without further ado, you know, I'm gonna let, my man get get in. Let me let you let him tell you, you know, where he from, you know, what he been through. So stay tuned. Let's do it. Appreciate the introduction. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all men having me here. Yeah. First yeah. and foremost, you know. Anytime somebody invites you into their space, you should always pay gratitude to allow yourself to be there, but them having you there. Like they said, my name Booby, uh I, people call me Booby, my real name Charles King. I'm owner of a nonprofit called Helping Others with Life. Uh, I do a lot of stuff around the DC area in the community as far as giving back, you know, stepping into situations trying to help people, but I'm also a credible messenger, working with the youth in the community, specifically more so in War 8. Uh, I was raised in Washington, DC. I was raised in Northwest. But I like to say that, man, I'm from Washington. Because yeah. I can't, I don't define myself in one geographical location. Yeah. And the reason that I do that is because I got love all over the city. That's a fact. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. if I'm loved all over the city, for me to geographically like isolate myself, yeah. then I feel like it's a disrespect to the love that was shown from other places. Absolutely. You feel Absolutely. what I'm saying? Not just that, I, you know, I didn't ran out Merlin and all that too, yeah. right? And, and the love and respect is there also. Absolutely. So like, you know, as as the conversation that we previously had, you know, I, I grew up kind of like in the system. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So by me growing up in the system, I had the opportunity to, to intertwine and meet a lot of men. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Or, or as the word real life or man time really come from his yeah. prison. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because that's what dudes tell you, man, we on man time, right? Mm -hmm. So so that's that's pretty much where that originated at. But a lot of the, the things and the qualities that I got, some of them come from there, uh, from being incarcerated. Some of them come from, you know, life experience of being in society. Some of them come from things that I've learned from reading or whatever, and I implement it to my life. Absolutely. So when, what I look at the most is, you know, especially with some of the experiences, I've, I've had some very big experiences in my life that was, you know, negative. Okay, so I, so let's start there. Let's start at, uh, let's start at 11. So, so I'm growing up uptown. I grew up, I grew up uptown. Uptown was a way different place than it is now. Can you explain that? Like, like, can you explain yeah, that? Way different. I think they don't know. I think they don't know what was uptown. Back I mean, then. back back in the days, right? Uptown was a a, a, a lot of fly dudes. You know yeah. A lot of fly dudes. dudes the flyers, I ain't gonna lie. That's what uptown known for. Yeah, they known for that. Dudes, right? But it was a lot of people up there putting in work too. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? I don't know the years of this time frame. Um, man, I grew up uptown throughout the 80s, throughout the 90s. I've been uptown my whole life. I still go back uptown right now. Mm -hmm. It's different. 
and the people that are still in the community that I know are still interacting, you know, yeah, we got a relationship. No door has ever been shut on me. Yeah. Right? Sure. No doors. I, I've never had a door shut on me. I've, I've always continued to have doors open. Absolutely. Right? Well, oh, why do you think that is? Though? Because, it's because, because I think because of the quality of the person that I am. Oh, yeah. Right? The, the quality of the person that I am. I, I, I'm, I'm genuine. Yeah. I'm a man of my word. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? I ain't telling you that I don't fall short. Right, so as a as a human, we all fall short. Absolutely. But I'm a man of my word, and I stand on certain morals and principles, which allows me yeah. to open up more doors. Because when people see me interacting with other people, people want that same interaction, Absolutely. right? Because I'm on afford everybody pretty much the same type of respect Absolutely. that I give you. Every relationship is going to be different. No two relationships are the same because no two people are the same. Absolutely. So you're going to deal with everybody accordingly, but the way I conduct and deal with myself, I think that it makes a person want to deal with me. Yeah. So like, if we get back to like 11, I can remember growing up town, right? And I seen a lot of things. I can remember when dudes had the, the cars with the BBSs. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? More, more specifically, in my neighborhood, like I grew up over yeah. Newton Street. So you had like the dudes who went on the Newton Street crew. Yeah. The dude Marky and all of them, right? I remember he had that purple Porsche with the white levers with the pipes in it, with the piped out levers in it, right? That young was mean. And disease, don't get it twisted. Don't like, if you had the disease, disease, right? Right? Well, it's it's right? the 80s, the 80 something disease was yeah. right there. But when the 90s hit, yeah. when that 90s back, when that 90s he hit, and that 90 max hit, with that styrofoam wing on it, yeah. that, that max. And dudes start doing the classics. They start transitioning out of out of BBSs into classics and hammers. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just talk about the maximum on hammers. Them some big boy joints, especially if you had the deep dish hammers. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You pay five hundred dollars a room back for those big boy shit. That's three thousand. That's real talk. Real talk. So like, so like that was big boy, but that's the era, and that's where I grew up at, right? And then I seen that even even evolve around to. Like coming into the '90s, especially like when the West Coast rap took off. Yeah, you know everybody's kind of like West Coast out. If you wasn't, you lying. You lying. You're right because the West Coast had took off. They you know what I'm saying? Biggie and them came back and kind of like brought the East back yeah. when they came. Yeah. Because before the West, you know, it was the East. It was and it was, the West. It was hey, so that's who. That's who. That's who. That's who the first. Hey, I, I bagged up my first. My first ounce to and all them dudes. But like getting back to myself, right? Man, you know, I had a, uh, what I would consider was a normal childhood, but in hindsight, it wasn't. Explain that. And the reason I say it wasn't is because my mother drove a metro bus and she provided for me and my brother, right? I got an older brother and two younger siblings. Okay. And two younger sisters. Yeah. And uh, she provided for us on a, on, a, on a material side of things. My father was getting high, right? He, he fell victim to the crack epidemic. Okay. Like many of our other family yeah, members did we, or people of our community. So was y'all, so was was your mother and father together? No, they wasn't together, but this is the crazy part. My mother, my, my father from down like by O Street, Mark. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I really never had a relationship with his side of the family. Yeah. His mother died when I was real young. Okay. So after his mother passed, my, my father wound up moving into my grandmother's basement, which was my mother's mother. Wow. Hey. Right? What's a lap, bro? <laughs> so, but so that's, that's, that's how I be though, yeah, man. Like, because my grandmother was cool with him. Yeah. But my father getting high. And he getting high running around with some of my other family members, my uncle and them, right? Yeah. They all getting high, right? Yeah. But at the same token, my brother, he hustling. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I got a brother. My oldest brother. My older brother, yeah. Which is five years older, older than me. So exactly. he 16. So if he's 16, I'm 11, right? Okay. So you got to think, 
I remember him when he first started hustling, he was a lookout. He was getting $50 a week. I used to go with him and get his little paycheck, right? Yeah. I'm dead serious. <laughs> this is how far I can take you back. There wasn't even no crack in the, in the neighborhood. They were selling PCP. They were selling both. On Parkwood, they had the Golden Boys. Yeah. They, they were on the floor was gold. Absolutely. So, fast forward, thing crack thing, the crack <laughs> thing hit, right? And that thing took off. Dude started saying astronomical amount of money, right? Yeah. So, my mother wound up moving out of Maryland. Okay. So even when my mother moved out of Maryland, my mother drove the 50 bus and the 70 bus. So her bus oh, bombs yeah. on 50 on, on 14th Street. Right. So we was always in the community that we originally come out of because my grandmother lived it. Right. So it was nothing that I'm gonna drop y'all off on y'all grandma's house or can we go to my grandma's yeah, house yeah. or y'all go to grandma's house catch the bus, yeah, right? Yeah, so I, I always been there. Yeah. But it was always back and forth, back and forth. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But my core group of friends that I knew growing up come from me. Yeah. See, the crazy thing about it, a lot of people, even when they see this interview or listen to this interview, it's informative to them because a lot of people think I'm from Northeast. Oh. Yeah, a lot of dudes that think I'm from Northeast. You feel what I'm saying? But to move forward, you know, like I, like I was explaining to you, when I turned 13, I had my first interaction with the law. Okay, so talk about that. On a major level of dealing with the law, I wound up getting locked up for homicide two months after I turned 13. Mm -hmm. Right? I was so young that I didn't even have pubic hair. I remember going over the receiving home and them sending me down Oak Hill and they just sprayed for lights yeah. and crabs. Yeah. And when they came down and joined and got to me, they told me, just get your ass in the shower. <laughs> 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 like, like, real talk. And there was another dude there named Randy Sharp. Randy said, I don't do him like that, man. Spray him, man. Niggas spray me. Jazz and shower, right? So, 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 you kind of just glossed over that. Like, I mean, so, what? Can you talk about what led up? Well, well, what really led to it was for real. Uh, it wasn't, it was my fault. I'm, I take responsibility when I say my fault because I had a gun. Okay. But it wasn't my fault in the aspect of like I was looking for problems. I've never been the one to look for problems. I'm always the one that's going to tell you, go ahead and squash it. Woo, woo, woo. But once you take it there, then we're going to deal with how we got to deal with it, right? Because this is, it's a two-sided coin. Don't let this don't let this heads make you see the tails on this joint. You feel me? Because a lot of dudes that take when you giving them the head side, there's no tails. It's a two-sided coin and it's heads on both sides, right? So to make a long story short, I had an interaction with another Never, never juvenile at the time, yeah. and it was a. Uh, was he? He was my age. Okay. So we had an interaction at a party, and you know, they was dancing wild. I wanted to leave the party. This how much the numb. But yes, I was on. You thirteen? Thirteen. Listen, my hood was off the hook. Not just off the hook. You gotta remember, I got a five year older brother, and my grandmother house set on my block. So. It might be five, six jumps in there, five, six guns in there, right? Because this is my grandma's house, not the trash, but house. the block, it's the, right? It's the house. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is where everybody, everybody yeah. for the most part, we all sit on the porch. So to make a uh, long story short, man, I uh, wind up getting into a dude, lead a party, see one of his buddies the next day, playing in the go-go band with a few dudes from my neighborhood. We coming back from doing a little fake little show. And I see the dude buddy, and I tell the dude buddy, hey, tell your man from last night, man, I don't want no problem. I ain't think about that. You know, like, squash that. This way I say I took the responsibility about the gun, but this way the responsibility kind of falls on the other party. Okay. He goes and tells his man, Slim said, fuck you, it's whatever, and he trying to see you. Oh, you know, shot, yada, yada, yada. I go into my neighborhood, because remember, this happened last night, so if I wanted to have a problem, 
a whole 24 yeah, hours at one time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could have easily, like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to see him, whatever. So I'm sitting on my block and I see a group of dudes walking down the street when I initially see the dudes, right? And it's like one of the first times this story has really ever been told publicly. Yeah. I see the group of dudes coming down the street and I initially think it's the dudes that I'm in the band with. Because it's dark. Right. So from a distance, if you know uptown, it's kind of. The blocks got, it's got all them trees. houses. Yeah, you got trees. trees. Yeah. The block is yeah. like shaded. Yeah. You see a group of people, but you can't see who they are. Yeah. So when they get up on me, it's a bunch of dudes from out of the dude. It's him and a bunch of dudes from out of his neighborhood. They come up, man, you said who? I said, man, look, I told you, man, like, I ain't got no problem. They surround me. Look, man, I don't, I don't want no problems. Like, you know, I never knew it until, in hindsight, after the fact, the dude went around and did that. Yeah. So to make a long story short, I felt some type of way because I'm feeling like, damn, now you feel like I'm a sucker, right? Yeah. I don't have I'm already copied. Yeah, I'm already copied, please, but I really only had a mental capacity to be where I'm at right now, reasoning with y'all with some of the conversations we had yeah. off camera, right? Yeah. I'm 13. Right. But the immaturity in me also is playing a part. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I go in the house and get the strap. When I come back out of the house, they had left. I come back out of the house, I'm filming. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna go over and all at these dudes they got me fucked up. Yeah. Right? Because like I already told them I want no problem. You still come back after you was wrong for bumping into me. I left the party, right? Yeah. So now I'm about to go back around to the dude neighborhood. When I go up to his neighborhood, the whole neighborhood out there. So they talking you crazy. By yourself? Well, I'm by myself, but I got a few of my homies from my neighborhood with me, but they like lagging back. Yeah. They're really not like with me. You feel what I'm saying? But when I walk over there, you got grown men and shit down there, which appear to be grown to me because they drive. Yeah. At the time I'm 13, yeah. if you can drive, you grown. Yeah. Right. Nigga, grown, you got a car. Yeah. Grown men, they get up the car. We ain't going for nothing. This whatever. Boop, pop in the third. So they go, Charlotte come up. Bop, bop, he, he walking up, man, what's what happened, man? We ain't going for nothing. So the crowd started walking towards him. He comes out the crowd, whipped the joint out. I whipped the joint out. No, I whipped the joint out. Okay. I whipped the joint out. The crowd turns or like, like backs up. He runs towards me. I don't never let nobody take a weapon from him. So what, what's, what's the end result of that, right? Not to justify my actions, but if you're running towards me and you see a weapon, pop, pop. right? And it wasn't even a pop, pop, it was a pop. Mm. Oh, and shot. I stepped that's up one shot. That's just what I'm trying to yeah, off. Yeah, one shot. I'm gone, mm -hmm. right? Fast forward, it's all on the news. It's everywhere. So, so, just to just to go back a little bit, what, 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 what transitioned in your mind at 13 to go? To, to be to so I'm a I'm a I'm a hurt I'm a hurt I'm a hurt this nigga because we not we don't we not born like that well well I, I know what it I is think, but I think the environment okay I think the environment because to be truly honest at that time in the early nineties DC was probably the murder capital absolutely right it was so much carnage and, and death in the city right that I, I personally believe that I I, I became des desensitized mm. and I think that it still affects me to this day it does right because <laughs> like. I could look at something on social media and it might not affect me how it might affect the person who ain't go through what I went through yeah. or who didn't grow up in this area, right? Because I was so desensitized, I can remember vividly, remember coming outside in the morning, it was so many murders happening. I remember coming out in the morning sometimes and saying, man, who got shot last night? Like as if who won the basketball game. Absolutely. 
not knowing somebody got shot, I'm just checking the temperature. You feel what I'm saying? Who got shot last night? Well, That's when they was doing big dumbass reefs at your film. Everybody see the, the Gucci reef and the Fever reef and the Nike reef. <laughs> I'm so sad. Made shit right there. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So I went through that situation and dealing with the judicial process of, of death, right? And with me dealing with the judicial process, like I said, like that propelled me into the system. So, so once you, so once you, once you, so you never finished. How did when you get locked up? I got locked up at 13, but at the time, O'Kill had school. no. When did when did the police? Oh, I wind up getting locked up for that case. Maybe about. A week and a half later, like, you know, I went home, told my mother and then what happened. So how they do that? You know, my mother was like more hysterical and worried about, hey, is you all right? We got to figure this yeah, out. We got to figure it out, right? right? Yeah, most definitely, you know, was some heated feelings about it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Most definitely was some heated feelings about it yeah. at the moment. You feel what I'm saying? It most definitely was some heated feelings about it. And uh, and those feelings carried on for years. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we wanted. She wanted to get me an attorney. We went down to court and turned my turned me in and all that. Okay. And we started the judicial process. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I went through judicial process. I went to trial. Got found guilty. They gave me juvenile life. But so you so you left at what 14? I left at 13. I left at 13. Oh, okay. Because I just turned 13. That's right. That's right. So by the time I returned back home, I was damn near. By the time I got finished with that process of court, being uh, detained, getting committed to juvenile life. Going to a group home, staying in the group home, and everything. I wind up, it was, I'm down to 16 by the time I came back home. Okay. Right? I was a little bit about, about to be 16 by the time I got out of the group home. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? But I was still in the Washington, D.C. area. So, how was that experience? Being oh. 13. 13 I, I mean, because at, at yeah, 13, yeah, at 13, yeah, at 13, going through the prison process. Well, it was, it was traumatic. In hindsight, right? Because at the moment you really can't process all that. You really ain't processing like the gist of all of what's happening, right? You just going with, with the routine, yeah. right? It's a routine. When they bring you in and it's ten of y'all, everybody's doing this. Everybody's getting naked and get strip searched and giving up their clothes and changing. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, as humans, I think that we adapt the routines, especially as blacks. You know, not to play a mm. geographical card or a race card, but as blacks, right? History has shown we adapt to things. Absolutely. People came and took us from God knows where, right? And we still made it. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? So, 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 like, just with that alone, my mentality just picked up on what was going on. You feel what I'm just saying? Just for survival. Yeah, right? for, for survival. And, you know, it was dudes around me that, you know, didn't view the situation as me being a a, a, a monster or anything yeah. because some of them was down there for the same thing yeah. and they was from the hood so it was like a normal occurrence right. for shit to happen you yeah. feel what I'm saying yeah. so I wind up doing that right there I and I wind up going through I don't mean to cut your wisdom but I, I don't I don't think people realize how normal that really is like that for people that like for for us that grew up in that shit like that's really like, it's not really abnormal to be 13 shooting a nigga. 
because well, you, well it, it wasn't abnormal not to cut you off it wasn't abnormal to me because at the time if you really think about it those ages was normal age ranges yeah because if you even go back to the 80s right if you go back to uh I would say, uh, I don't like say rape names for real, but if you go back to their case. For reference purposes. Yeah, yeah, if you go back to their case, right? Them dudes were 17, 18, yeah. 19. Yeah. And the feds saying that they was on their line for maybe a year, two years. So some of them dudes was 14, 15, 16 when they was committing these offenses. Because rapers in them was like the big homies. Yeah. They was only 24, 25. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you think about it now, they 50 something. Yeah, it's sure. been thirty years. Yeah, so sure. that, that was when they got arrested. So you go back from before they got arrested. Mm -hmm. They got arrested in '88. So you know yeah. what I'm saying. So it was just like, it's just like that. That's a normal occurrence back then. Like, then I'm not just gonna say here. Yeah, I'm gonna say I think that nationwide it was a normal occurrence, and I think that part of that came from the crack epidemic. Yeah. With I think that came from the crack epidemic because a lot of the older dudes or older people at that time became the users. Right, so like in any game, you got dealers and you got users. Now the dealers were so young that things that the older dudes was doing back in the days that was unfathomable became regular and normal. normal. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what. So that's what. That's that's where it happened. That's where the transition happened right there. When, when you said the youth took over the older guys. Mm. Yeah, because, respect was lost. Yeah, yeah, because you you gotta think the respect was lost and it wasn't there for a lot of people because you gotta think so a lot of the older dudes start getting high. Yeah, like you was a crackhead back then, you ain't get no respect. No, no, like, what you think? Like, 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 man, you know he put that work. Man, that nigga's crackhead. Fuck him. He started smoking crack. Got and they, they used to forget sometimes. He had to remind them niggas. Yeah. I seen them press niggas out with rocks. Yeah. I seen them slide up. Hey, get me. Yeah. First he come around with the salt press. Man, look out for me, son. Then, you know, motherfucker, I ain't got it. Right. They turned from look out for me, too. Yeah. And niggas got me fucked up out this jump. Nigga, like, get me, son. Yeah. He might got the jump on him and everything. Yeah. I didn't seen him flash the jump before. Yeah. Now I whip it out with this fight. Flash and drop it back in his pocket. He's like, man, Man, I was gonna give you some rocks anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead with that. Go ahead with that. You know what I'm saying? But, but I think that that I think that that really changed the the, the demographics of the game. But like that experience, that whole experience of putting me in that situation, right? Especially the group home. That group home that I wanted to go to really molded my life. Mm. It really molded my life because I was growing up with no male figures in my life. It was a lot of men that worked there, right? Yeah. They came from all walks of life because what that group home was, it was a, a program that the lady had started down Gordon. And a lot of dudes was coming home, she was hiring them to be counselors there. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, not really realizing when they used to be talking to us that they was giving us some real game to a degree yeah. and kind of like prepping us for the adult system because then every moment I was like, okay, oh, we're whining about the feds with me. That's the pipeline. Yeah, that's the so, pipeline. So like, yeah, so so I say that that y'all molded me because I got a little something from all them all them dudes that worked there. Some yeah. of the ones I didn't like, some of the ones I did like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they all had a, a, a impact in my life. Yeah. They helped me become the man that I am, right? Because I didn't get to water those seeds when I was there. But when I got into certain situations, those some of those things that I heard from them, or they showed me, 
yeah. started uh, 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 blooming, right? Yeah. And, and it just and it still happened to this day right I now feel. because my son came to me last school and said, Dad, I got a weird tie to school. So I said, all right, she came in and he said, I got my tie. And I tied the tie for him. Yeah. I showed him, but that was the quality that I picked up at the group home. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many dudes don't know, know how to tie a tie. Exactly. You'd be crazy, really surprised. But really, that, that was one of the things. One of the things in the group home was they had a level system. So as you worked your way through levels, you had to wear a tie once you got to a high level three days a week. Yeah. You had to wear a tie, right? Yeah. So, like, before I got back to the facility every day, if I was going to school, I would go in my backpack, get my shirt, my tie out. Put it on so I can go back in there. They ain't saying I gotta be in school with it on, but that's your choice, but yeah. you gotta have on a shirt and tie when you walk back in this joint. Yeah. So like those type of things resonated with me and they still with me to this day because I'm able to use some of those things and some of the way that I deal with the youth that I deal with today, right? I'm still able to use some of those things and implement them into my everyday work and into my adult life as a parent. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it, it was a learning, it was a real big learning experience, you feel what I'm saying? And, it, and I learned quick. Yeah. Because you know, not learning quick, not being on your toes can cost you your life. That's a fact. You know I tell my son that all the time, not paying attention can cost you your, 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 your life, right? Yeah. And like, like I was shot. I've been shot by Pearl on the waist down. You mm -hmm. feel what I'm saying? I had to learn how to walk again. So like, I understand him being shot. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even when me getting shot, even with that whole situation, after I got out of the group home, I wound up getting shot a couple months after I got out of the group so, home. So, so, okay, so you do the, you do the, you do the juvenile life, you come home at six, 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 six. About right, right, right before I turned 16. 16. So you coming back to, you already got your GED or you going back no, to school? No, I'm going to school. I'm going to, I'm going to school because they allowed me to transfer the credits from the facility of Oak Hill out to the street. Because they had a right, they had what was supposed to be recognized, well, what was recognized as a school. Right. And then they had the GD program in the school. Right. So he, he was going like the regular school or he was in the GD program. Right. So I wound up being in like the regular school. So when I came home, I wound up getting into, you know, a normal school and going to school or whatever. But I'm going to school from the group home. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So after I finished with the group home, I wind up transitioning out of the group home. I stayed in that. I, I continued what they asked me to complete. I wound up getting let out of the group home. Bam, I wanted to get shot. So what was the what was that about? Well, just street shit. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Just just all street shit, right? My my life was street orientated. Right. So it was all street shit that, that, that leads to those type of situations. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not that I was hot or anything like that. Just just typical street shit. Street mm -hmm. ignorance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I got shot, I wanted up, you know, being messed up. My shit was fucked up. I had to get surgery on my stomach. Surgery on my spine. I've had several surgeries on my stomach. You feel what I'm saying? Because right. even after that, once I started healing, I had scar tissue crawling up my bowels. Yeah. Right. So one day I was kept throwing up. I'm thinking I got stomach virus. I go to the hospital. They like, nah, you need to go to emergency surgery right now. Good thing you came in. Had you stayed a little bit longer, the poison was spread throughout your body from the feces. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wound up having to go in for emergency surgery. I had to have surgery two two times after the initial surgery to, to, to get it corrected. Right. Crazy, right. Yeah. So you, 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 you get shot. So what you doing at this time? You working? Yeah. You right working? now, I, I'm a, I'm fully. In no, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm talking about then. Oh I'm no. Talking, so what I'm, you I'm, doing? I'm, I'm, I'm in the streets. You know, I'm going to school, but I'm in the streets. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I always been smart, mm -hmm. in my opinion. 
Yeah. Right? I'm a quick learner. You show me something once, maybe twice, I don't need you no more. You lost your job. Just a right? Like, <laughs> I, I don't care what it was. Even when I started getting some money, selling no. drugs, right? Yeah. Like, okay, show me how to cook up once, show me how to cook up twice. I don't need you no more. You got this. Right? I got this. And if I don't got it, I'm going to figure it out. I got the basics to get, right. get it done. So to make a long story short, I'm doing that. Once I get shot, I go to recovery. I go to Washington Hospital and I'm inpatient. They uh, come and interview me from NRH National Rehabilitation Hospital yeah. right across the bridge. Mm -hmm. They accept me. I go over there. I go through inpatient rehab. They get me back up on my feet. I'm doing outpatient also. Once I get out, I'm still doing therapy. Mm -hmm. Once I get out, I'm back up on my feet. I'm good, right? I didn't get myself back together now when I'm 16 because it took me about a year to get back up on my feet. Okay. So now I'm 16 and... I'm back on my feet now. I'm back on my moves. Yeah. I'm back on back the move. Right. Now, my mental is different. Because now I've been shot. I ain't never let this happen to me again. Yeah, that hurt. Right? Yeah. Not just that it hurt, just just, just waking up and dealing with the, the mental of that. Yeah. Right? The mental of that is vicious, man, to wake up. Because as men and as people, the first thing that we do when we wake up is go to the bathroom. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, even if you made it, the first order of business once you step out of that bed Absolutely. is go take a piss, right? Absolutely. As a man. Absolutely. Right? To wake up and to go move yourself out of a bed and nothing moves. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, this it's, it's like something I it's can't even fuck, describe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to wake up like that and I got a tube in my nose, I got a tube in my mouth, I got uh Air joints on my legs to keep my blood circulating so I won't catch uh, blood yeah, clots yeah. and things of that nature. That did something to me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I have to look over at my mother. So, you know, after I got myself back together from that, I'm ripping around the streets. I wanted to get locked back up again and going back down Oak Hill for a pistol. Okay. So I go back down there on the pistol charge and uh, I come home off of that joint. Because they really couldn't do nothing to me because I was already committed to I was 21. Right. So, like, this, I already got all the time you can give me. The only thing you can do is really hold me down here forward. Right. If you give me some more time, it don't make a difference. I'm already committed to I'm 21, right? So, once I went through that process, sitting there, okay, going back and forth, I went to trial. I ain't never took a plea in my life. I went to try. Rumbled everything. Rumbled everything. Rumbled everything. Locked it up. <laughs> I wind up going to trial on that, and then they wind up letting me back out. Okay. I stayed down there for a while. They let me back out. Now I'm back out. And I think that's when I really started to, like, transition into more of, I'm going to give me some money. You feel what I'm saying? Because I always had a hustle mentality, yeah. right? Even as a kid, I remember back in the second grade, I used to wash windows. Yeah. Right on the corner of 14 and Park Road. It was a bank right there. Yeah. I used to wash windows, take all the change in the bank, and exchange it at the end of the day and go with my dollars, right? Because I didn't want to walk around with all that change. <laughs> So 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 like like I always had the hustlers mentality, right? And um, I always been around the game. Yeah. So now I, I like to say like I I came off the bench. Yeah, it was my turn because you, because it, it, being in the street is that transition period yeah. where you where you thugging. Yeah. When you when you just get in your you just thugging. Mm -hmm. You just you know, you're not really tripping off no money, you just you try to get out there, yeah. yeah. So like it was I never been the one that just was trying to get a name. I always like even with that with that with that homicide situation, I always down downplayed that or kept that level. Because some people take that and beat their chest. Yeah. They know me they I catch them by. Yeah. Um, that listen, wasn't that. It I wasn't ain't that. never been that, right? And I'm still not that, right? 
but I got an understanding with, with, with the geographical uh, 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 population, especially. Oh, I ain't just gonna say DC because dudes respect me all over the United States, right? Because I go to Chicago and shit like that, and I pull up in the hood. I'm not, I'm not staying downtown. I might sleep downtown, yeah. but when I'm over, I'm, I'm out west, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm out in Garfield Park. I'm out in the hundred South South, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm in these places, and and I'm respected and protected when I'm there. Absolutely. So, like, I've never been the one to try to play the gorilla role. I've just right. been the one that's like, listen. I ain't gonna let you do nothing too. That's a fact. I'm gonna get you out of the way, or you won't get me Real out of the way. Or, 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 or we gonna come to. But I've elevated so much in my life that we gonna come to an understanding as men, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I say that because even with my situation of me getting shot, I was able to come to an understanding as a man. Yeah. With that dude, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, like, don't get it twisted. You know, gangster shit transpired before we got there. Yeah. To that, to that point. Yeah. But as I got older, right. And, and, and had to look back, I had to sit down and say to myself, okay, we can come to an understanding. You feel what I'm saying? Done is done. Yeah, and I seen them when I was in prison, we had our run-ins, but I seen them since I've been home. Okay. And when I've been home, like I I, I gave my word in jail, I, I jumped on his ass a couple of times in the joint. Yeah. But like I, I grew up, right? <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah, like, you Street. Last time I seen him in the joint, I was getting resentenced. I gave him my time back in 2008. Okay. We wind up in on the van together, going back over to jail, and me and him talk. And I told him, man, I, you, I, I'm on some other shit, son. And I was so, I was so sincere about that. That if you ever been over to jail, you know, you get back over there, they unshock you. Yeah, absolutely. I let yeah. him get unshackled before me. I still had my shackles on. Yeah. So if you feel some type yeah. of way, you want to bring yeah. me a move. Yeah. Shoot your yeah, shot, yeah, right. but I'm, I'm being 100%. I'm straight up, so I bumped into him on the street. We wind up having a conversation. First thing he said when he saw me is, "Man, I ain't with that." I said, "Son, I, I gave my word. I ain't with that, son." And like literally, like I, I communicate with the dude right now. Yeah. Like literally, right? I communicate with him. What's up? with you good or right now? And then we might check on each other. What's up? You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Because it's a bigger picture. You feel what I'm saying? That's that that just that just that. That scenario you just painted, that a man could have took your life. Yo, it's a it's a dude right now. We got into it back probably nigga. Probably about when I was probably 19, we got into it. And I hunted for that nigga. Cause we burned it, he I'm from here. I'm from Southside. I'm yeah. from Southeast. So he from uptown. Yeah. So we just had one in. We had a run in, and it was. And then you felt like we need to see each other. <laughs> and I was. I hunted. I hunted that. I hunted him. I was. I was on my hunt because I was going. I was going to kill him. Yo. To this day. Like, man, this nigga the best friend. Yeah, and, and, and I was reading the Forty Eight Hours of Power right when I was in prison. And it was one, there's a chapter in there where they say crush your enemies totally. Mm. And a lady was, Abraham Lincoln was up there talking about, uh, I think he was talking about the Confederates or whatever, right? Because he wasn't with it, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, man, whoop, whoop, whoop. And the lady said, I don't want to hear that. Like, we want to put that work in. And he told the lady something to the, don't quote me, but something to the extent that I don't I get rid of my enemies when I make them my friend. That's a fact. It's a hell of a quote, right? It's a fact. Mm -hmm. So like 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 I like 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 I I I embed that type of stuff in my head. But all the things I've been through 
helped me be the person that I am today. Absolutely. And the reason I say that is because with the line of work that I'm in, I deal with juveniles who are going through the same identical situations as me, right? And I'm able to step into those situations and say, look, man, this ain't worth it. You shouldn't do this like this. Why? Because this is this and that, that. And man, why shouldn't I do that, Mr. King? Woo -woo? And I might give them my spiel. Yeah. And I say, I ain't gonna ask you to do nothing that I wouldn't do myself or I haven't done myself. That's a fact. Right? Because I had situations where I've had youth where I've mediated, right? And this was this year. I had youth where I've mediated with one of them killed the other one home. And they, they wanted to see each other. Yeah. And they told the agency, man, fuck that wing squash and nothing. But I wanted to get them both on my caseload and build a relationship with both of them. So I wind up saying, hey, look, man, that situation was such and such. There was a little resistance at the beginning. Oh, man, I said, look, man, you fuck with me, yeah, I fuck with you, I need you to do boop, boop, boop. And this ain't about the agency, right? This is about y'all because we gonna see each other. This city too small and, they, and it's shrinking for y'all. Why? Because of gentrification and several other things, it's shrinking. Absolutely. So y'all gonna see each other. Yeah. So we wind up getting them in and I wind up mediating. And they like, how did you make this happen? I was like, man, because they both respect me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? You can't I, think that, I think that I think that, 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 that my life experiences, despite even some of the wrongs, have gained me Absolutely. the level of respect of authenticity. Absolutely. And when I say something, I mean it. When I mean it, I, I'm gonna say it. So I, I've had that situation. But just how we talked about earlier, like um, you gotta go through the fire. You gotta go through. You have to. Get, you have to go through the fire in order to be. Exactly. You, you can you cannot you can't people follow the convicted. Exactly. Most of the people that's convicted. Especially especially yeah. the people that's coming out of the same walks of life as you. And it just so happened that I'm tied to the streets. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was telling you earlier, I might hear some information about a person. Not because I'm investigating a crime, but because a dude got that confidence in me where they would hold those conversations yeah, with me because they don't go no further than that, right? Exactly. And, 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 and that's something that can't be bought. Absolutely. You can't pay for that, right? Absolutely. That's something that's earned. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Right or wrong is earned. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And the same effort that I used to put into earning my street credibility as far as being authentic, I'm the same way. Like, if I told you, listen, man, pull up, I'm going to serve you. Yeah. I'm going to be there, bro. That's I ain't going to you sitting out there. That's a fact. I don't believe in it. That's a fact. We we set this appointment. I was here early. Why? Because listen, I know you guys set this joint up and everything. So I'd rather be there. So when he said, "Let's go, let's go," instead of saying, "Man, where you at?" Yeah. And you got everything set up, and then you waiting on me. Right. I don't believe in that. That's you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's it's just bigger than it's just bigger than me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Oh. And, and that's and that's kind of like why I started my nonprofit because. I know that it's bigger than me. My goal is to make an indelible mark on earth and then not just for something negative. That's a fact. But for something positive. Those 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 sins, those those things that, you know, those things that, you know, you did in the past, you know, you have to you have to you have to you have to pay that. You have to pay that debt. And oh, yeah. that's how I feel when I deal with I have to this is something I have to do. Like, you don't have to, yeah, I have to do that shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you gotta know when to self-evaluate mm -hmm. and understand, like, what do I have to do? Mm -hmm. Right, because we got a lot of people want to do something but don't know what they want to do. That's a fact. 
right? It's a difference between wanting to do something and knowing what you're going to do and wanting to do something and not knowing what you're going to do. Because if I tell you what to do, then you really not doing what you, you want to do. do. You're right. doing what I want you to do. Yeah. Or you got some people that is in a situation where they want to do something so bad that they just end up just jumping in something. Exactly. And mm -hmm. when, you, when you get into that point, you know, dealing with something like this and dealing with, especially with working with kids, just working work with youth, uh, you got to be all the way in it. You, know you got to be all the way in it. It's not, you can't be in a situation where I'm going to be in it and then I decide to wake up and say, nah, fuck it. Because a kid will fall, a kid can fall off a clip off that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That can, you could be the last hope of any type of, Cons of, of right. consistency. The consistency. Consistency. And because they, a lot of them been let down so much. Mm -hmm. Right? And not just the youth, people. 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 Right? And like, I got. Parents I can literally call right now who will tell you, man, I love, like they love me. Yeah. Not because of, it's because of my consistency. When I walk through the door and I get a new referral and I might meet a parents, listen, man, this is how I am, this is what it's going to be. Boop, bop, in the third, my situation is this, like I'm transparent with them. And like I can call a parent literally, like right now, she'll tell you, like, man, that's the best thing ever happened. Like I got her son to the point, he'd be like, man, he calls me and we talk. And when we finish the conversation, remember, I'm at work. Yeah. But at the end of the conversation, it's my love you, Mr. King. Yeah. Because I'm doing everything I told him I was going to do and more. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because I understand that, yeah, I might got to dig in my pocket sometimes. These funds might not come from the agency because it's uh, uh, bureaucracy. Talk about that. Bureaucracy that you got to do. Talk about that. Like you said, talk about that. That's one thing people should big time understand that when you get into this, when you get into the field of working with kids, Bro, that's you. Shit. You that's pay for shit. stuff yeah. you don't get back. It's just your But see, you do get it back. Well, yeah, you, you get, get, like, you like, get like, it back. Like, 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 you get it back. You get it back. Let me tell you why you get it back. Because you invested. Yeah, you invested. It. It, 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 and it's a return on any investment, right? Twenty years from now, who knows where your kid might wind up? That's a fact. This dude might be me twenty years from now, and my son might be him. Yeah. Right. So like, it's an investment. Not even that. It, it don't even gotta be me. It's, it could be the things that I don't see. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That them picking up on wanting to look out for somebody when they Absolutely. got it. Just a little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so like, they know, like, Absolutely. they don't. They, they know. Hey, look, I ain't got it. Let, let me figure it out. So they know. They learn the the the, the uh the gift of giving. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Feel good to give. It's it's a feel good to give. When it's genuine, when somebody needs something, you don't gotta reach and be extra, like to help somebody out. That's that's a good feeling, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. And a lot of people, I feel like y'all hit it on you hit it on the head when you was talking about a lot of people been let down. You got a lot of people who ain't never had nobody extend their hand. Yeah. So when you finally right. do that, that's, that's you know what I'm shit. saying. You feel good, but imagine how they feel. You don't. They might go home, hug, kiss their kids, and then kiss their kids and kids and shit because mm -hmm. they always mad about some shit. But right. because you stuck your hand out and said, "I'm about to help you be selfish," and you know you need something that I can give you. That shit might change somebody's whole outlook on their day, their life, whatever. Cause like you said, people been let down. Like as youth, they niggas been, and adults. They been let down totally, totally, man. Like, like it's it's the things that we don't even realize. Like things is common nature to us because yeah. we're so subjective, right? That we don't look at it from an objective point of view. Mm -hmm. But objectively. It's a lot of man. It's a lot of disappointment. A lot of the rage and some of the stuff we've seen has come from disappointment. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, so they want to know why this youth is is so hostile. Yeah. Why he act out? Because every time somebody has told him something, 
it's always been contrary or it hasn't been what they see. Absolutely. If they told me he's gonna buy you some Jordans, they gonna get them a pair of Nikes. Or they gonna get I ain't saying they gonna get, they gonna get the Jordan flights. Yeah. They don't get the OG yeah. Jordan, yeah. they get the flights. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying that the Latin American specials. You know, but I'm just saying, like, be clear. Yeah. Because we can all deal with the reality of what it is. We might don't like it, but we know that, that we not putting it. I was like, me telling you, I'm sure by nine o'clock, right? And I show up at 9 30. I should just been transparent and said, man. And I come here and I say, but I knew y'all gonna have to set up, so it shouldn't even be no big issue. <laughs> That's not what we said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we said was what we said. Right, right. And then people move more accordingly on what they said as opposed to faking. Yeah. Because society has became an illusion. That's a fact. As we were just talking about with the social media and all That's that stuff. Fact. And I'm not mad with social media because I've met great people from social media. I've been able to build relationships and help people from social media. It's how it's right? using it, right? And a lot of people neglect it and use it for the wrong reason. Yeah, it's 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 uh synthetic nurturing on on social exactly exactly because they're not just synthetic nurturing on on the opposite end of that spectrum right it causes chaos Mm. right Mm -hmm. because it's not nurturing about two people that's beefing because you made a comment on the and posted thing like somebody you ain't even seen yeah you never even met before but when i see feelings bro but but when i see See him dope. I'm a yeah, slim, and I'm a yeah. And, and I tell my youngest like, nah. And not even that. I, I had some talks. It's beyond youngest. I had some talks with some adults about what somebody about, said. About what somebody said. Like I had to have a, a, a conversation with a with a with a with a genuine person in my life about social media because they didn't appreciate what another person was saying on there. But I had to tell them like, listen, that's their page. You gotta allow them to say whatever they choose to say. Absolutely. Like, like they grown, like they not cross no lines, disrespect nobody. They only voice their opinion. If you mute their opinion, then you not allowing them to be their self. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I like everybody right now is so opinionated, opinionated and politically correct. Yeah. PC. If you don't say the right thing, they're <laughs> like crucified. 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 They're literally crucified. Yeah. But why should I be crucified for what I believe in? I, you know what I think? Well, we don't need. We don't know how to do. We gotta really teach people how to. Disagree with each other without thinking it's got to end. Without conflict, agree, agree yeah. and disagree. Like, yeah, without, without conflict, conflict because like yeah, we can agree and we disagree. I see sometimes people be like, nah, like that that cancel culture shit. When people be like, nah, I can't fuck with so and so because like I'm like, listen, y'all see a celebrity or athlete, they business to get aired out or whatever because they famous or whatever. The average motherfucker don't want their worst dirty secret to be put on blast. You oh, feel yeah. what I'm saying? So like, imagine if you yourself, the worst shit you could did, you did ever in life, gets put out there for everybody to hear. You know what I'm saying? I everybody can, gonna cancel you. Example, when they said Kodak Black said something about War One, mm-hmm. everybody was in the uproar. That's oh, crazy. Oh, about his wife. Yeah, oh. about, that's crazy. Woo woo. It was distasteful. That's a fact. But you know what I said? Like niggas fucking your men, girls anyway. Your man's anyway. locked up. You fucking his girl, not not his side joint. His not girl, his girl, his baby mother. You be fuck your girl. Niggas so don't want to hear all this political correct shit. You throwing up these posts, right? Because some of you niggas I fight out and doing the side of shit. I see the nigga go to jail and the nigga hit his girl. This your man. This your man. Like like don't get You hitting your you hitting your man baby mama. So don't don't get it twisted, right? Certain shit like like listen, if I'm hitting her. Man, y'all hit her like I don't care. That's not my woman. Yeah. Right? 
I'm not gonna respect you if you take the pussy, right? That's a fact. I, I don't respect rapists, but if she consent to give you some pussy, yeah. that's between no, y'all. She grown. She changed you. Exactly, right? And I, and I got to say, and I ain't jumping in front of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't jumping in front of kids and Christmas about that. And I ain't with none of that in me. Like, that's between you and her, even my little sister, and listen. But like for that to be your woman, right? Like you explaining that you got a woman to me, right? And I know that you're a woman. Yeah. Knowing me that you're a woman. woman. You and, love me, her. and me and you mm -hmm. and you my man you my man. Is if I'm your man, I know that's your woman, that's and I've probably seen y'all interacting. That's a fact. Right? And that's so and that's and, that, and if and if and if that's your Woman, that's she old men. Exactly. And that's exactly that's where I was going. That's, that's where I, that's exactly where I was going. Because right? if something happened to me, you gotta be able to step in and take care take care of the situation. And, and, and I got in my circle, right? Don't get it twisted. I move around the city how I move and I'm respected and, and loved by many. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's street dudes, females, youth, whatever, I'm respected by, I believe, everybody. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. For me to even be able to give you the story that I gave you about the dude that I did, that we had the situation with, that's respect. Absolutely. Because motherfuckers respect me, they yeah. was they, they were saying, all right, I'm cool with it too. That, yeah. that takes respect. Yeah. So my circle is the same way. I move with a lot of dudes that come out of the street. Yeah. So, like, I'm in their house, I sleep in their house. I play with their kids, their kids like my nieces and nephews. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, nah, I can never, never see myself like, nah, like that's wild. I can yeah. never see that. But yeah. but but the, it goes back to what we were talking about with the value system. The value right. system is so fucked up out here now, especially these youngers that they don't understand that they don't value that. They don't value that sincerity, right? Break that because, break that. And, and, and with the value system with, with with the youngest and value system overall, I tell a person, man, listen. I value different. If I got some money and you tell me you fucked up, I'm gonna tell you what I got. Not because you won't rob me, not because I owe you nothing, but because this is what I got. This is something if you need something, I'm uh -huh. you and I, I want you to know what I'm working with, some of you ads, don't kill me. Right? <laughs> if I got 40 listen, somebody give you 10. Yeah. Well, I can pay your bills for two, three months while you try to figure this shit out and get yeah. it back together, right? Yeah. Because that's genuine. And yeah. I don't just say this. This is real reality that I'm talking about. Really? It's dudes that, that that can vouch for this. This I didn't pay mortgages and shit, and I didn't pay rents and shit, and I didn't make sure it was food on their table. Absolutely. Not because it's for brain rights, but because that's, that's your my people. That's your man. Right? You're supposed to do. And, and and I know that. Listen, man, you gonna be all right. And by me doing that, it takes some of that off for you. Yeah. But now these youngest, they'd rather go to the club and stand on the couch for eighteen hundred instead of giving that to their man. It's fucked up. God dang, I gotta stand up on that one. They'd rather take it to the club. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I know you go to opera, it's a minimum of $1,000 buy-in. Right. You gotta put a minimum of $1,000 buy-in with opera, right? So, well, so you man, can save you $1,000, right? And your man on his head, he fucked up. You I could get my man, man that bag. Give me 800 for rent. So you can yeah, still get 200 and go do some more shit. What you might say, what these cats say now is like, your man might say, damn, I fucked up, I'm damn bad. Well, he might say, come on, man, let's just go and hang out and have a good time. What, well, you you know what I call it? You could game that money. It's two, it's, two, it's two things. One, That's one of them. Motherfucker, you could game that money and nigga just come on jail. You take him to celebrate what? Failure? Nigga, you, yeah. you coming back with failure. <laughs> <laughs> you got caught. <laughs> well, oh, like, bro, you got home, bro. 
good time, right? Yeah, but, that, but like, I know yeah. you fucked up. Yeah. And I, man, I'm going to give you this money. Yeah. yeah. Why would I be out in the club in the mall? You going to wake up and be broke. Try why? Like, why would I do that? Yeah. Try not to go back in. Yeah, why would I do that? You so know what I'm saying? Okay. But that yeah. happened. So did not, and some of that be selfishness because yeah. they'll want to party with you too, but they want to be seen. Yeah. So that's selfish because you might have that so. reputation with motherfucker. Yeah, I was out last night, man. We bust them bottles, me and my man, and then you drop them off over his mother house after the mm. club. That's fucked up. And he had but to get real. him open the door because he ain't even got a key. That's yet. deep shit. That's fucked up, but mm. that's mm. real. She pissed off at him because he's coming home. Yeah, and, and he coming home. Wait, 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 wait. Now that just come on late, come on, he drunk oh, and yeah. he broke all that. So he wake up tomorrow, she went to work, he's sitting around the house looking fucking crazy. When she come back, he's still sitting around the house looking crazy. But he just blew 1800 2000 at the club on a motherfucker. He paid $500 for a motherfucker, $30 bottle of shit. That could have put miles on point a whole month. Yeah. Maybe two months. Jesus. So like, 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 I deal with real reality. Like, I tell a nigga, listen, it got to make sense to me. It, it, it just do. Like, yeah, it don't make no sense. Like, don't call home and ask me to help you pay for a lawyer if you plan on taking the cop. That's a fact. Yo, I, I told you. I'm wasting my money. So my brother, I'm not even going. It ain't even a point of wasting. Nigga, I can put that on your books. Yeah. Nigga, I, this ain't trap money. Nigga, I'm not going to go outside. My property not going to be 1800 tomorrow. Yeah, straight up. You feel what I'm saying? Like, 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 I want to do a whole lot more than I do, than, than I do sometimes with dudes, especially the ones that's incarcerated. But man, my bank account don't allow it. That, that's a fact. So me, like, me, my heart beat, but my bank account. Let me ask you a question. Let's start prison reform real quick, right? Okay. Hold, before you do that, Jay. All right. Before you do that, you went back in there. I went back in as a juvenile, came back out. When I came back out, I started getting to some money. I started, you know, really hustling. I really started hustling. And as I started hustling, Explain you know, really started hustling well, for the people well, that don't. Well, well, I've always been good with money managing, right? But when I say really started hustling, I went outside my neighborhood. Okay. Because that's why I started getting some money at. Yeah. I had dudes in my neighborhood that in hindsight never never really let me grow because they was counting on me to motherfucking move what they had. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And once I went outside the neighborhood and stepped off and I and I started getting some money, like I always had the skill to accumulate, I can get it. I ain't got no problem with getting it. But if you my plug and you my big homie and you ain't getting nothing but a half a bird and I got key money, nigga, you in my way. You in the way. Yeah. You, and you ain't trying to plug me in yeah. where I can get it for what you get it for yeah. so we can just go ahead and go half you want to keep You want to keep me so I can just keep selling me your half a joint and round top. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm here. So, so <laughs> like, all right, that, 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 that took off and, you know, I started jamming. I, I got introduced to different drugs. One of the drugs I got introduced to at the time was Hamron. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it just went off astronomical. Like Absolutely. I had never sold it before, but once I, like I said, nigga showed me once, twice, I can go to the table, <laughs> get out of my <laughs> way, right? <laughs> and, 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 and it took off from there. And that transitioned into me leaving that alone. And uh, I started selling coke, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And now, you know, I'm seeing some money. Me touching bricks, yeah. shit coming through. I'm living, I'm doing it, I'm young. I got a house out in Maryland, you feel what I'm saying? I got an apartment in Maryland. I got an apartment in Southeast. Okay. So like, I'm taking care of people. I'm paying rents and yeah. shit, right? Yeah. I'm 19, 20 years old. I got yeah. an S class, I got a truck, I got this, I got that. Yeah. And my name number around the city. Yeah, I'm getting to it. Yeah. So 
that led to leading into this conversation. It led to what, what we would be about to talk about, which is just prison reform. Okay. Because I wound up getting locked up and going to, and, and, and going to prison. You you was on the case? No, nah, I wound up catching the case by myself, fucking with the pop police. And you from DC? Oh my You're god! Worse. Oh my god! They gonna take me into the pop? <laughs> So what they get with you? What I got locked up with. Uh, I had an eighth, seventy one hundred, and a and a forty five. Uh, 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 so they crushed me. Yeah. So, but yeah, the crazy part is, me with my intelligence. Once I know something, I'm not the type of person. First of all, I ain't never took a car in my life. Yeah. But once I get educated about something, and I'm evaluating the situation. I was completely right in the situation. They asked me for license and registration. I provided them with everything they asked me for. The police said once I gave them license and registration, he took it and put it in his pocket and got questioned me about drugs. But it was never a track. It was only supposed to be a traffic stop. Yeah, no so it was illegal search and seizure. So they weren't even on your line. No, they were on my mind. Well, they was on my mind, but this arrest wasn't on my mind. What you mean? Just because when after I got locked up, it came out that like the feds was on my line. Oh, they was on my line. Sure. I catch that case and I went to trial. Went to trial in district court. And uh and I wound up getting a, a mistrial the first time. It was nine three my favor. I went back to trial again. They it was close to Christmas. They deliberated. They said they they retried. They retried me. I went back to court. I went back to trial the second time and they had a, a a hung jury for a minute. They sent two notes out saying that they was uh deadlocked. Man, the people came back and said, man, we reached the verdict. I went to the marshal and told man, they found me guilty. He said, why you saying, see, you ain't look at that motherfucking jury? And I just knew it. So we went to court and they found me guilty and uh, the process started. I took my pre-sentence report to get their background. I wanted to get 211 months. 17 years, seven months. For that? The 8th of the 40th. They gave me 12 and a half years. Hey, listen, and this is the crazy part. They gave me 12 and a half years for the drugs, right? Five years for the gun. The gun runs wild with the face. It's a 924C using the current firearm doing drug trafficking offense. Yeah. It's the same offense that they use, the same stuff they use for bank robbers. Yeah. If you brandish it, it's seven. If you discharge, it's ten. But if you just right. got it, it's five. Right. But uh, the crazy part about that is, as I'm fighting the joint, I'm in prison. When I'm in the feds, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. And I had paid the attorney, so I'm letting you know, like, that shit means nothing. Nothing. That shit means nothing. Like the feds print money. So if you think that if your not, man telling you just the feds. if your man telling you that he got out and he got probation, he was over just before, he told. He told. You heard it from me. And if you don't believe me, research. Anything I tell you, you can research it. You can pull my name, so, you can run my name. That's why I, I know. So <laughs> so know if, if, if there's no probation in district court. None. Unless you got a motherfucking class C. Uh, misdemeanor type felony joint, some old bullshit. And you ain't got no criminal history. They gonna let you go or you ain't staying. If you hear your man say he got a safety valve, it's a dress up he told. Research safety valves. They tell you on the safety valve that you must tell us about any and everything that you know pertaining to any activity. It's a fact, right? So, so and if, if you ain't got a five K one on safety valve, listen, 
Your statue is your statue. It is what it is. It goes back to what I said. Don't call me having waste my money. You're going to take a cop. If you're going to cop, the cop ain't going to change. No more is going to work nothing out for you. Your statue is made by Congress and, 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 and signed off by the president. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the, you know, from the legislative body of the work, right? Absolutely. And they got a design like that for you to break. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. designed like that for you to break. But, uh, Going into prison or whatever, you know, like even when I got to prison, like it was a new experience for me, but it was an old one. Yeah. It was new because I was in a new geographical location at an older age, but it was old because it was the same routine. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It was still take off your clothes, squat, call, here's a bedroom, here's this, here's that. It was the same routine, just on a bigger scale. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So, Jay. Yes, sir. Go ahead. So, what do you think is the best way to approach? So, you work with youngest, hand, like, you down, you down in the trenches with these kids, and you working with them. What do you feel like is the best way to approach prison reform? I think the best way to approach prison reform, and this is only my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, I think that from an adult standpoint, dealing with the federal system, because I only got one adult case, I only got one conviction in my life, right? right. Dealing with the adult situation, I think with the feds, I think that more power need to be put into the hands of the judges. Mm -hmm. Because the statute takes the power away. They have some power, like even when they passed the uh, the the Booker case, when they said the guidelines are advisory and not mandatory. Well, when yeah, I was yeah, sentenced, yeah. whatever the guidelines range was, you had to get that. Right. So you gave two numbers. Between them two numbers, you was going to get between those, right. right? But then they, that's how I gave that time back. They came and said, well, now that the guidelines are advisory, would you right, you defend up at 17. Yeah, right. so what wound up happening was my judge made a comment and said, this is a lot of time I got to give with my hands are tied. So by him making that comment on the record, when he passed the Booker case, they sit it back down to him and asked, would you get a defendant a better sentence okay. now that, you know, the stat, now that you know the guidelines are advisory, okay. but the statute still remains. Right. So I went from 17-7 to 15-1. Right. The 18-1 came out and brought me down to 15-even. I did 13-2. Okay. Right? Okay. So I think for prison reform, I think that's one of the things that, that gotta be explored. I think as far as prison reform also, especially dealing with the with the cannabis situation and where that, where that's going at in the United States, I think that a lot of people need to be let out of prison. If you wanna reform something, you gotta fix something that's broken. Okay. And then how can you have me sitting in prison but you profiting off of what what you said that's and fact. you say that I was wrong, right? So how 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 does that look, right? Because some of, we got some of the best certified growers in the world sitting in prison. That's a fact. And sellers. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> like imagine you got a whole industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's a billion dollar industry. Yeah. Why? Why? Now they sitting in prison. They have lost everything. Their livelihoods, their life, their their families, their, their, their kids, everything. Bro, all that. So like now you tell them, okay, we can sell. So part of prison reform is really exploring and paying attention to the demographics of the people that you affect and how is it affecting them and why is it affecting them? Let's get to the why. Uh, why why does the yeah. prison system look the way it looks? Mm -hmm. Because well, you can't fix nothing. Because it's 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 majority of, of, of what the right. United States would identify as minorities okay. Okay. in the judicial system, right? Okay. And like don't get it twisted when we go into the judicial system, everything is geographically divided up. You're from here, you're from here, your blood, you crip, you Mexican, you white, you vice lord, you crip, you blood, you whatever, right? But at the end of the day, they treat us all the same. Absolutely. Everybody got the same familiar situation. I don't care what you identify yourself as. Yeah. They look at you as, as less than what you are. Yeah. So how did we get to this point? 
Because I love the people who would benefit from some of the things from civil rights, but we need you out here fighting about some of the other stuff too. Because our forefathers got beat over the head so that, say, for instance, uh, a Latino person can have some of the rights that they got. And then, Ben, so you're benefiting from that, right? We need to hear your voice now, just like my people's for my connection. But you know what? That's why I don't get into, like, all the border shit. I don't get into that shit because I don't see them. I don't see Mexicans fighting, like. And even when you watch TV, I speak Spanish fluent. Yeah. So I watch Telemundo about, right? And I've been in the joint and I've been around other cultures, yeah. right? Especially dealing with, you know, uh, learning the language and enhancing my language. I, I was amongst them. And like, it's so geographically divided up that like, they not gonna really fuck with you. They not. Like you go in the TV room, like I was probably one of the few blacks in the federal system in some of the institutions I've been in that was sitting in the TV room with them. Yeah. Or they come back to the TV room and it's like, hey, what's up? But they come back and they see you and then they gonna come in and make sure you ain't turn that junk to beat. Yeah. You're be fucking right. But the, the way that <laughs> the way the Latino community because when I was with my students are Latino, at a younger age, they you kind of see them, they're listening to rap music, they're listening to hip hop music, they're, they're in that, that realm. But as they get older, they see that realistically the black community doesn't offer me anything. You know what I'm saying? What? And so they move away from that part of I, saying, I, I, I'm going to stay out there and really fight. I think that, I, 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 realistically, we could I, I offer think, them a lot. I think, I, think that, I think that we offer them a lot. I think we do offer them mm -hmm. a lot. Because when, when, like, no child left behind or a civil rights bill was passed or anything, it's for the minorities and they benefit from Absolutely. it. Yeah. Right? But if they go out there and they pass something right, a lot of times we're not included. Even though it might affect yeah. us, because you'll get on TV and you hear them say, "We tired of the black and the brown brothers being locked up." The brown brothers meaning the Latinos. But how many times have you ever heard like somebody just advocate for them saying, "We tired of y'all locking up the, the, the brown and the black brothers"? Because it's like it's embedded in them. It's embedded in them, right? To be to be to be cultured in their culture. Absolutely. And it's never wrong with that because you're teaching them their heritage and you're and you're helping them understand who they are, right? And they're very prideful. Absolutely. Right? Because let's be honest, if we go to Mount Pleasant, you don't see too many interracial couples up there. You know what's crazy? You go to Mount Pleasant, that little strip, you don't see too much gentrification either. They stores stay they stores. Oh yeah, like they little shit. Right? Yeah, they little strip is still they little strip. Like they got their little grocery store, they little salon. That is, That's because they tight. Like well, you they said, tight in the community. But this is the crazy part. Growing up in DC, we didn't have that uh that segregation of, of, of Latino cultures. No. Like you go to New York, the Dominicans got their part carved out. The Puerto Ricans. The Puerto Ricans got theirs carved out. The Mexicans got their no. I mean, they was all just segregated. If you spoke Spanish when I was growing up, you was just amigo. Thanks. Yeah. Right? Why well, we really couldn't identify the difference. As I got older, right. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 then I realized the difference because they even divided up amongst themselves. All the Spanish don't even like each other. Nah. Yeah, I'm Salvadorian. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 and it's just like them, it's, it's like all of them, like, like if you you catch a lot of them, like they used to look down on the Mexicans. The Mexicans came up because they ran drugs for the cartel yeah. and built their bag up. Right. When the Colombian cartels, a lot of them fell off, like the, the Escobars yeah. and them. Yeah. When they fell off back in the days, 
the cartels in, 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 Colum in Mexico had built so much wealth that they was able to go down there into the jungles and start their own uh, processing plants. Yeah. So they basically cut them out. At one time, they was just the mules for the cartels the coming shit, out right. of the because they had to come through them to get to right. the states. Right. So now, that's how you get a person like El Chapo. Like at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not positively sure, but I don't think no cocoa leaves grew in Mexico. No, no. So, I mean, like, so like, that means if, if you got that type of power, you worth a billion dollars, right? That means that you got somebody down there because you had to cut somebody out. Yeah. If they say that you a man, right, then you, 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 you're overseeing the, the, the processing, the package, the distribution, and the ship, all that. Because at one time, you was dependent on somebody else. Yeah, but now you see it, now you see it, not saying that ain't nobody, you know, in Colombia or South America or where they don't got that. But they, but now they, they they got smart. They took their money and went over to their shelf. We speak the same language. You feel what I'm saying? The dialect might be a little different. A few words might got different meaning. But it's like going down south and hearing a dude saying, "You heard me," yeah. and going up to New York and saying, "You listening, yo?" Yeah. We know what the fuck it mean. Right. Same but thing. but it's just different places. Yeah. Now they go to Colombia. They know what the fuck you mean when they get down there, right? right. You start spreading that money out, you go down there in the jungle, the people happy to see you come. Because there's not no it's not no economy yeah. down there, yeah. right? Yeah. So Colombia's kinda like changed it kinda changed a little bit with the fall of Pablo Escobar and people with that status, but also with the extradition law. Because at one time there's no extradition law for uh, Colombia. Wow. Because Pablo Escobar was offering to pay Colombia's complete debt That's to the United States, States right. so that they wouldn't sign a treaty to have the extra to right. have extradition. Right. The damn sure. Type of pool you gotta have to pay a whole country motherfucking debt. Man. Well, you're a billionaire. You importing you importing ninety five percent of the drugs into the United States, right? And then you it's a billion dollar industry. And then on the flip side of it, when you working with him, you can make a bold statement to them like that, like, "Hey, I'll pay that shit for well, you." Because he actually was sitting on in their parliament, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually became like a, a congressman. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So what time he's talking about running for president? Yeah, he was trying to run for president, but then he had wound up putting his lawyer up to it. He was trying to get his lawyer to be the president. You feel what I'm saying? So like, you, right. so like, right. you really do your research on on, on, on the history of of that at that level, playing at that level. You feel what I'm saying? It's a whole different ball game. It's like okay, he got locked up. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna send a silver marino that we gonna tell the feds there's a silver ring for cocaine comes so we can get him out. Yeah. They did shit like that. Yeah. They don't care. They ain't gonna be ninety eight percent pure. They gonna price us a forty five percent pure. Some bullshit. A thousand keys of forty five percent pure. So they took a five hundred joints and turned it into a thousand joints, but they got you out. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So next step. So so yeah. that's 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 the reality of that. You feel what I'm saying? Like like don't get it twisted. I'm not racist about far. Like I got friends that's Europeans. Uh, I got friends that's Latinos. I, I mess with everybody, but you know everybody don't have their views. That the more broader, the more broader audience of their culture don't have the same views as some of the people that I'm cool with. That's a fact. Yeah, but that's what that's what you talk about. Like I'm not I'm not worried about your color. What's your mindset? Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm talking to. My, I'm fucking with your mindset. Well, I don't give a fuck what color you is. What's your mindset? Like you know what I'm saying? What, what you think? Well, with that color. I care about your cover sometimes because you're going to be able to go somewhere I can't. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, your yeah, mindset, yeah. especially if you're with me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, 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 like that, that's been the, that's been the, 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 the plot for years. That's Even if you go back to slavery, like, 
with the white people that was helping them. Like, listen, I'm gonna put you on the back of this buggy and we gonna ride nobody. Yeah, you know why I to talk? Yeah, yeah. What's the dude that was with Nat Turner? John That's why Brown. I said I'm gonna use, I use they face to move. Yeah. John Brown went to the what he did. He went white boy went to the whole army. He got all the guns, gave them to the niggas, and they tried to overthrow the uh, <laughs> tried to overthrow the uh, plantation. Nah, for real, that's what he did. Like he saying that nigga was man. He was like, nah, this shit wrong. Let me help this nigga out. Took that nigga to where the guns was at. Man, help that nigga do a whole revolution. Yo, they all died, but it's the whole principle, like. I guarantee you a whole bunch of other slaves heard about that shit and was like, nah, we need to find us some white boy, bro, to get us to that Yo, I had a conversation last night about, and I ain't going to be too long, because I know we about to wrap it up, but I had a conversation last night about, about white supremacy and racism. And I was like, yo, I'm not paying attention to that shit. I'm not giving that shit my, you know what I'm saying? I'm not giving it my attention. I don't even see them. You see what I'm saying? I don't even give them my attention. I'm like, yo, cause, 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 cause niggas talking about this racism shit and niggas talking about being oppressed, but like my nigga, at the end of the day, the only way to beat them is to win. Real shit. I keep playing the game. Because if you don't, you contribute into you contribute into poverty. You contribute into. I, I tell you like this. Racism here. Right? And it's a two-way street. Okay. Two-way street. We want to be real, right? Some yeah. Of, some, you got some blacks that's racism. That's a them. fact. Like, 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 we want to talk reality, right? Racism didn't stop when it just jumped into one demographic or location or ethnic group of people, mm -hmm. right? You got some, some motherfuckers that's racist, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know some motherfuckers that's black and black and black, black, black and black. Like, slim, everything ain't a fucking black and white, right? Like. <laughs> You go to the store, you know why the grapes high here? Cause it's in a black neighborhood. No, nigga, because the crops didn't grow this year. Fuck is your problem? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just watch the people, like, 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 Man, dude, back in Texas, back in the days, they changed the back of the truck and drove and the truck back. It. It's one that happened in like 2011. Yeah, so like, 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 let's let's be honest here. Like, listen, if you just don't like Trump, you don't like Trump, Period. right? Because even when Trump leaves, guess what? It's gonna be some motherfuckers who still ain't gonna like us. It was when when Obama was the president, niggas was getting killed the most by police. Yeah. for Hillary Clinton, but if you do your research, Bill Clinton sense. was responsible for a mass incarceration. Him and Joe Biden, he signed off on that uh, joint. Anybody, he said anybody who accepts federal funds, we give federal funds if you want to build a prison in your state, as long as you make the prisoners do 85%. Huh? Right? So when you start talking about it, you talk about Joe Biden, he helped push through some of the crap balls mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's the reason why some of these youngers acting like the fuck they acting, because they father is a is a victim of what they, well, they put in place. So you even say mass incarceration, we know how long it takes to build something. If you don't know how long it takes to build something, first and foremost, it's a thought. Mm. A thought turns into an idea that you share. An idea that you share turns into a proposal. 
on a level of uh, on a level of uh, building a prison. It turns into a proposal. Once that proposal is finished, then we have to go out and find a land and get an architect to survey the land and make sure that it's a land that can be built on that we can do something with. Because all land is to be built on, awesome. right? So a lot of the prisons that we see right now it was built by people like Bill Clinton. The money was allocated from them. The ones you've seen popping up in the early 2000s, the Big Sandys, the Lee County, the Beaumonts, yeah. the New Terry Hut, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the Coleman's, the Atwaters. A lot of that money was already allocated under the criminal bill that Bill Clinton and them passed. Absolutely. Right? Because it took that time. So when you building all these prisons, you had to get somebody from somewhere to fill these motherfuckers up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guess what? And guess what they did? Man, they, they mixed it perfect with rap. Yeah, most definitely. It, 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 it's, it's, it's quite a few That's things. That's a rabbit hole. That's it, it's, it's quite a few things that, that, that played a part in that. But I, I really know that like it's a business. And when you're doing business, you do business and you do surveys. And you understand what you're surveying. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you got a supply and a demand. Absolutely. Nobody's going to make t-shirts that nobody's going to buy. They understand that people want these t-shirts. So just like... For instance, I hate to say this, but Wendy's chicken sandwich, so they put it back in the store, motherfuckers gonna run to it because they well, know the it's a demand. Yeah. yeah. Popeye's chicken, they gonna they gonna run and get it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're they gonna, they gonna, they gonna, gonna be bigger than it was when it first came out. And they gonna run a number. Yeah, oh, this so, time it's gonna be six dollars. So so when you look at stuff like that, understand what we're dealing with. Yeah. Especially dealing with like politics and stuff like Wolfie. that, right? And even thinking about like how like, you just explained that point of, you know, when people think about like I said, it ain't like we was built, you know, they, now they're saying prisons are overpopulated, which realistically, they are. Okay, so they, they are. are. Because they was taking two-man sales and turning them into three-man three sales, sales yeah. and, and so when you explain, when you explain how you just explained on the point of like a prison with the supply and demand, like that money's being allocated already, like that's just a crazy thought process. Exactly. Of how they did that. Like, hey man, we gonna build some prisons. Because yeah, it's just kind of like if somebody said, right, it's a go. precursor. Yes, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it was pre-planned. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pre-planned. I'm going to prime example of that coming outside of the prison system, just you know, having this conversation about pre-planned, -pre right? If you, it's a uh, movie out with documentary. My partner, he's, he's one of the featured people in the documentary. Uh, my partner is on my uh, board. He's like my brother, Michael Curry. He has a, mm -hmm. a documentary out that he did with the lady, I forgot her name, it's called What Happened to Chocolate City. I heard Somebody that. else was so if, it, it's a, if you ever you see the posting for it, and I give you Instagram information, I don't know right off the top yeah, of my he head. Get but, uh, that. but to make a long story short, when Anthony Williams was in office, mm -hmm. our geographical population in DC was like 500,000. They said that there was nothing here. He was going around the United States lobbying for people who come and do business here, Absolutely. and he would give them incentives, right? Wow. So when people see Marion Bowser, she met them bill, bruh. Yeah, hey, listen, the consolidated strategic plan and annual action plans that are in the offices in DC that you can go and pull up, tell you they got one year plans, five year plans, 10 year plans, 15 year plans. Absolutely. A dude that do real estate when I was in feds, he put me up on it. And I had his wife go down to Broward County and get one just to show it to us. The money is already allocated for these projects. Before they, for a prime example, before they even broke ground on Benning Road, 
to put a trial in there. You know how long that oh, money yeah. probably was there? Absolutely. It took the city of Atlanta a good seven to eight years to get one up and running. So, so prime example, right? You see all these condos and stuff going up, right? It's already pre-planned. Yeah. yeah. This was outside. She's Absolutely. only been in office for what, one term, two terms? Two terms. Since, two term. since her second yeah. term. They didn't oh. come up with all those ideas for about eight years. Oh yeah, Anthony Williams. So, so it, was, it was like, it was like, going back to what I said, people don't do their research about what they saying. They just say stuff because they see it. Mm -hmm. They see, oh man. Bad way. Listen man, gentrification was already in the making. They brought no feast up in the late 90s though. We was kids, like they closed tech in 97. All them lots and car car dealerships and, and shops and shit down New York Avenue and all that shit. Like, we get to high school, we just start seeing white people in buildings, cranes, all that shit. Like, we ain't used to see cranes when we was kids. You know what I'm yeah, saying? A, a big crane to get in the sky, that's a year and a half process. But just think about it. Imagine, imagine how much money is being generated, right? Mm. Because the more, the bigger the population, the bigger the population, the more taxes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right? And he trying to do the state Yeah, it's more taxes. Like, I was watching the movie Slam the other day. Dude, I think his name Hoover just working in the business, I mean, in the R&D over there. Talk a bunch of shit. Yeah, son, bring your ass back over here. But he talked to the dude and he said, you're in the nation's capital. The population is us most roughly 500,000, 400 or something thousand. And it's 70% black. That was 1998. I ain't saying what he's saying was Definitive on point, yeah. but it was something in there. So if it was uh, supposed five hundred thousand, seventy percent black, right? How many people was that? We know that ten thousand is. We know ten percent is is, is fifty thousand, right. right? So you talking about out of five hundred thousand, us most three hundred some thousand people here was black, right. Right. and that was out of the whole population. Only thirty percent was minority. Right. Now the skills of tip, I think it's like forty something percent black, and the population is bigger. Yeah. So did the number really change? Because if you think about it, it was only three hundred some thousand back then, right? And you say it's seven hundred and something thousand now. If it's seven hundred and something thousand now, and it's in the in the population is forty, say forty five percent black. Yeah. Just say round that off to fifty. That's still three hundred fifty thousand people. Yeah. Yeah. But the catch to it is, it's not three hundred fifty thousand people that was born and raised here. Right. So the problem with gentrification, though, is not the people that are here. And who've been here, a lot of us are the people that look like us but don't have the same views. That's a fact. Right? Because we got people who are just like us. I run with a runners group on a record. I've been doing it for the last two years, off and on. And I remember we ran out of uh, chairs one day before it closed. Yeah. And they said, it's about 40 people say, how many y'all here from Washington? Three of us raised our hands. It's about 40 people, I swear. I yeah. can't make this up. Yeah. Literally like 40 people, and the majority of that run group is black. Black, yeah. Yeah. So where these other people come from? Because they look like us don't mean that they got the same views. That's a fact. That's a whole other episode, man. That is, that is true. Yeah, that is true. See, man. we look at them and identify. Oh yeah, that's. But it ain't like that. Like, I don't fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like 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 my wife white. I hear all that shit you be saying about white people. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Like you sitting there talking about I can't stand these motherfucking Europeans. They moving in the neighborhood. Then you see him and his wife come out the next day, and you wonder why he ain't speak. Wow, that's deep, bro. That's that's deep. <laughs> I'm gonna need something to think about. That's fucked up. 
I'm gonna really give you something to think about, right? Because the person look like this don't mean that they with us. And if you haven't been to prison, you realize that. Yeah. Because I, I had black dudes. I said, man, why are you rocking with that white boy like that? That white boy grew up in the hood with him. He been knowing that white boy forever. Yeah. You know how he gonna move. So, so that's his man, though. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? No different than this dude right here being my man. You feel what I'm saying? That's his man. But you might have been telling him, oh, my man, fuck with them white boys. You sitting next day on the wreck, y'all, and, and that white boy is man. Yeah. Now you look like a fucking asshole. Yeah. You feel stupid. Yeah. So do your research and know who you're dealing with because even where I live at now, it's a lot of people from other places and they have gamblers and stuff on the rooftop. The last one I went to was on the 4th of July. And you know, I had to start talking to some of the people up there. I'm not socialized, but. They just was like, oh yeah, I'm from Sutton and I'm from Sutton and Sutton, I'm, and I'm from LA. And I'm from Sutton and Sutton, I'm from Texas. Yo, when you tell them you're from DC, they're like, word. Man, guess what they said? One day I was sitting on the roof reading a book. Uh, it's a deep book about DC, I forgot the name of it. And dude asked me the name of the book. So I showed him, he was like, oh, I thought I read every book about DC, a white guy. So he started telling me the history about DC. Yeah, so I read this book by a news reporter. He had got struck out on crack in the 80s. Yeah, he was talking about yeah. bad DC West. So he got in his talk. I see I was born and raised it. Like, you ain't telling me nothing. Yeah, like, I was here. I was here. Yeah, like, yeah. so even when you say you're from here, you know what they say? Oh, you're a native. That's what they say to you then. You're uh, a native. I'd be like, never heard that. I never heard that. And, and, and that's just crazy from somebody that's like, not you not known for being. Somebody that's not from here, like I, again, to me, the two blackest cities in America is DC and Atlanta. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so coming here from the other one, right. it would be stupid of me to not indulge to say I'm from Atlanta. I'm just gonna keep my Atlanta culture and try to push it into that. It's two different cultures. So to yeah. even say a DC person to go down to Atlanta and say I'm just gonna be DC, no, you gonna stick out like a sore thumb. You're not gonna work. Right. Just like to come here and do that, it would be stupid for me to say like not try to. Figure it out and understand it because it's a culture within itself. Absolutely, and it hold it holds its, itself matches. Like you said, when you see somebody from when you meet somebody from DC, wherever you are in America, it's just like wow. Because again, especially if you grew up during our time, I I, knew, I came up here when I was younger in the eighties. I remember Georgia Avenue growing up, coming yeah. here all the way through that. So I remember all of that, and so you knew the story, you knew the backdrop of the culture. So if you came here as a black person and you didn't. Get into that and understand that. Try to learn the history and try to learn how they moved here. Yeah. You'd be crazy for it, and that's why I think a lot of people get wrong. That a lot of black people get wrong to come here. It's like you can't come here from Charlotte, Louisville, Atlanta, and want to just impede yeah. your way. Yeah. DC has never been a DC again. Has never been a situation where, for one, y'all take y'all yeah, take you not very receptive. receptive. I'm sorry, y'all not very receptive at all. You are not very receptive at all. So that, that's one thing that you got to deal with. So if you decide to be on the point of like, I'm just going to do my thing, y'all ain't very simple. Y'all ain't no point. And not only that, you can come up here and say you're going to do your thing, it ain't going to last long. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you ain't if you ain't intertwined with the right person. Nigga no. tried to rob camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not just that, right? Like, 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 outside of that, right? Mm -hmm. Just like, it's just never been a receptive place. Yeah. It's never been a receptive place. Not even place. to us. Yeah, I mean, it's never been receptive to nobody like man. It's a different, man, it's a different animal. You ain't, you ain't been raised somewhere you a bam. That's yeah. a fact. That, that, that's how y'all are. That's how it is. Like, what are you going to be living in PG County? That nigga's still a bam. Bam, 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 it's me. Took me down the road. Like crazy. Yo, so uh, we almost finished, man. Um, 
I hope y'all, I hope y'all took a lot, man. Man, man shit, a lot man. of gems, yeah, 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 a lot of gems. If you, if you don't run this back twice, if I, I can't even wait to this shit. I can't wait to hear this shit. I promise you, man, you don't run this back. You gotta run this back twice, man. You gonna listen to this twice, man. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate my man coming out. Hey, plug your nonprofit for him real quick. Uh, my nonprofit is called Helping Others with Life. The uh, Website for it is uh, how H O W L D M V. I'm on Instagram at helping others with life. You know, you uh, it's a public page, so you can go on there, link in. You feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, I got a phone number you can reach me at 202 417 4751. I'm always available, man. I'm big on the community, I'm big on anything that's positive, that's you know. If, if, if I can't do it, then somebody else might can help you do it. I might can pull you with the right person. You know, sometimes you can't just think individually. So, you know, that's something that I'm big on. So, I'm always available. You can always reach out to me. I'm always open, even if it just won't come. Say, you know, if you got questions, just reach out. Just hit me. I, I, I talk back. Talk to me. I talk back. Yeah. Hey. So there you heard it, man. Time, man. Time has been with you. It's been real. See y'all next time. One.